I think we've got a great panel today. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves in just a minute, a couple of minutes each, because I think we've got so many things to talk about. Um, but uh, we have Adam, Adam MacArthur, who is Assistant General Counsel at AstraZeneca, uh, leading on uh, digital and IT. Uh, we have um, Steve Garner, Dr. Steve Garner from AI company Precision Life, CEO there. And also uh, Jason Rice from GSK, also Assistant uh, uh, General Counsel and leading your uh, charge on AI and machine learning matters. So I think we've got a fantastic panel. And I think this is a really exciting area for in all industries, uh, including the life sciences sector in terms of AI transactions. And I think a lot of people are asking us questions about, you know, what sort of deals are people doing in this, you know, with these with this new technology? Are, are people using the same models that they've had before with other technologies? What's new? What's different? Um, and obviously, in the life sciences sector, as, as well as others, there's a massive opportunity for uh, AI and machine learning techniques to really accelerate um, drug development and reduce costs of, of developing medicines as well as uh, producing uh, more effective devices, etc. And um, there, there's been some real success stories already with um, a lot of work happening on the target discovery and drug discovery angle. Um, things getting into clinical trials already for molecules that have been discovered through through the aid of AI, and also uh, a lot of uh, good work in in uh, finding better ways to design clinical trials and to determine which kind of patients are actually going to benefit most from the treatment so that the costly, the costly expense of, of running a clinical trial will hopefully be reduced and bring things to market quick, quicker. And also we've obviously got um, some, there's been a lot of boom in AI companies quite rightly in recent times and we've seen some real headlines as well i think you know at the beginning of the year it probably says it all when there was a big announcement about accenture having done a massive deal with zanofi uh which was um with some really really sort of kind of eye-watering figures for, for most of us with a hundred million payment up front potentially 5.2 billions worth of sort of milestone payments and uh, tiered royalties for um, sort of helping discover drugs in the sort of immunology and oncology space. So this is, these are all sort of headline headline news. But I mean, for, my, for most of us, it's sort of, you know, everybody's finding their feet a bit about, you know, dealing with AI transactions and not all transactions will necessarily be structured that way. And I think people would like to sort of find out a little bit more about what people's experiences are about, you know, with the, with these kind of deals and what the things are to look out for and tips and to share a few things. So I think without further ado, I think um, I'll hand over to Steve just to say a few words about your company and the sort of things that you're involved with in at the moment. Thank you, Claire. And thank you for uh, persisting with the organisation of this. It's uh, <laughs> fantastic to finally be here. Um Yes, so uh, I'm Steve Gardner. I'm CEO and co-founder of uh, Precision Life, as Claire said. Uh, we're a precision medicine analytics business, and what we focus on the uh, the axis between disease biology and patient subgroups. And if I'm being less than humble, uh, I'd like to say that we we can get more signal out of patient data sets than anyone else out there. And that's really important because our conception of diseases is changing. We're no longer bounded by a single clinical diagnosis. If you take something like Alzheimer's disease, where we've had about 100 failed clinical trials, um, 
A lot of that comes because we don't understand how that disease biology links to specific sets of patients. And when you understand that, you can, you can see that the lipoprotein metabolism that everybody's chasing only represents about a third of the disease population. Understanding the rest of why that disease happens allows you to tease apart novel druggable targets for each of the different patient subgroups and to define patient stratification biomarkers, which to your point can be used to design more targeted, smaller, faster to read out clinical trials that are more likely to be successful. They can lead to the development of, uh, of novel therapies. And of course, if you can, if you can do this at scale, um, you can also start to look for the relevance of those targets across multiple diseases. So now we can go across 35 different diseases and say, well, a drug over here that's active against this target actually has secondary indications in a whole range of other areas. And that's a very rapid way of, for pharma companies, increasing the potential value of sunk R&D costs, but possibly, no offense, but possibly more importantly, for patients putting new medicines on market quicker that are actually going to address their, their, um, uh, their particular unmet medical need. And that, I think, is what gets me excited about AI in this space. Adam, um, from AstraZeneca's point of view, uh, we did introduce uh, yourself to the to the room and, and talk about some of the projects you're you're looking at at the moment or, or involved with at least. Thanks, Ben. Just to echo what Steve said, thank you for arranging this panel. And apologies, I can't be with you there in person today. So, in my role as Assistant General Counsel, my group oversees all of the technology and digital and AI projects across AstraZeneca. I was lucky enough to be involved in both the benevolent AI deal a couple of years ago now and the Tempest deal that we did at the start of this year. I'm looking forward to the discussion today and really just to build again on what Steve said, I think this is a really, of all, of all the hats I wear and the different aspects of my job, this is the most exciting part and really I think through AI we can make a true difference to our patients, which is why I think most of us are here. So looking forward to the discussion today. And I'll hand over to you, Jason. Okay. Yes, Jason Rice. Um, I'm a patent attorney, 30 years, um, for the last 20 years at GSK. And until four years ago, I was doing uh, inhaler and engineering um, patent work for GSK. And for the last four years, mainly digital. And certainly for the last three years, my day job tends to be AIML because GSK is starting to invest at scale in this area. There's a lot of information about what GSK is trying to achieve in its pharma R&D program at www.gsk.ai. And currently the team is about 60 ML engineers and there's over 40 vacancies. So we're trying to build up effectively a research unit of, in AI ML of about 100. And like the other two panelists, I'm extremely excited about this area, about what it may achieve, but also it's just an exciting area to be involved in, in terms of trying to understand the technology and even with, at the time, 26 years of experience in patents and contract work, this just throws up so many more things or new things that you've never had to think about. As an example, until five years ago, I'd never heard the term copyleft as it's used for open source software. Never had to cross my radar until five years ago. <laughs> 
Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm going to we'll kick off the discussion just to, as an outline to the discussion. We're sort of grouping it into sort of three main sections. We'll start off with sort of getting it in the deep end, actually just talk about some of the types of deals and types of structures that we're seeing or, uh, you know, uh, and uh, sort of probe a bit around there. Uh, then we're going to have a sort of second section where we'll sort of look a bit more about sort of the IP and data and, and things where value can be created or, or lost or where there might be value leakage or, you know, what are some the pinch points in these kind of deals. And then we'll have a little bit more look at the end about sort of some top tips or sort of experiences of partnering or, or working in this space for sort of people to um, to tune into. And then we'll, we'll leave some uh, time at the end for questions. So, um um, we're very happy for, to, for the panel to take questions.